In a land that time forgot, nothing stands still. Power sets the rules, but magic bends them. Twin suns cast shadows on a fallen empire, and battles rage under the stars. From the director of the four-hour workweek comes a tale of adventure, intrigue, and ancient mysteries. The legend of Cock Punch! In the Eightfold Arena, anything can happen, and everything can change. The FTZ. Oh, the FTZ. The FTZ. It rolls off the tongue with a touch of hope, aspiration, and trepidation. The free trade zone is where all things mix. It is here, in the center of the realm, that races mingle, merchants trade, musicians entertain, and fighters vie for the championship belt. To describe the FTZ is one thing, but to experience it is quite another. The best account I've found is a famous diary entry from a young lad named Tyrolean. Not all make it to the FTZ in their lifetimes, so once he shared his description with two friends, it was copied and shared over and over again, ultimately reaching hopefuls in every corner of Valata. For most, it would be living vicariously, but for some, it would be the impetus behind a lifelong drive to get to the FTZ. The year wasn't marked in his diary, so it's unclear whether Tyrolean is still among us or long since past. But what follows is his story. December 5th. Today is the day of Darkus yet again. Most of the kids love this holiday, but I'm not one of them. The name Tyrolean came from my grandfather on my mother's side, or so says my father, and that's really all he ever says about my mother. As he reminds me, he loved her and she loved me, and I should be happy simply knowing that. But the name Tyrolean has always been a problem. Among the Fae, this name is strange, for as long as I can remember, I've been mercilessly picked on. To the ears of anyone in House Hime, it sounds Alcedonian, which is why I go by Thai. It doesn't help that I have silverish hair, and the day of Darkus is particularly awful. But not this morning. I woke up to taps on my shoulder from my father. It was still dark but a candle was lit on my bedside table. Shimmering in the flickering light was something golden. Was I still dreaming? My father sat nearby, sipping his coffee and smiling ear to ear. No, I was awake, suddenly 100% awake. I sprung out of bed and, clutching the ticket to my chest, started jumping up and down. I almost fell over as my socks slid on the smooth stone floor. My first trip to the FTZ had come at last, and a city pass, no less. I couldn't believe it. My dad is an incredibly hard worker. 
but we're not rich. He used to be part of the Speculatorium Guard, but he's been a border ranger for a long time now, making just enough to always keep bread on the table and, for special occasions only, a single flask of wine in the basement. He must have saved for years to buy this golden ticket, not to mention everything else that goes into such a trip. House Hime, like every other house, gets an allotment of city passes from the bank of Chigo in the FTZ twice a year. Once the Hime High Council receives the passes, 70% go into a lottery for the general public, 10% go into a bonus pool for Imperial High Performers, and 20% go to the highest bidders at auction. Any proceeds go back to the government to support infrastructure and the general running of things. I don't know anyone who's won the lottery. Especially within the large population of the Fae, it's a pipe dream. But holy Rython, now here I had one in my hand. My father had already packed everything for the journey, and we set off at once. I don't usually get up before daybreak, but we had a long day ahead of us, even with the two mules my dad had hired. Everyone loves horses, but the mules are better here, as they can see their own hind feet on craggy terrain and cliff passes. We live in the northeastern corner of House Hime, close to the border of the Dark Territories. We're not right on the edge, but it's still rocky, and we're a world away from the FTZ. We didn't have money for any inns along the way, but I love sleeping under the stars. After a full day of riding with breaks for water and snacks, we camped out by a small creek, only a mile or so from the gate. Sitting around the fire at sunset, my father told me stories of the FTZ. We could see dozens of similar fires spread out along the creek banks. No doubt dozens of people sharing similar stories. At the first sign of dawn, my father rekindled the fire to heat coffee and cook biscuits, and then we gathered our bedrolls and headed off. The entire edge of House Hime that borders the FTZ, and the territories of all the houses for that matter, are sealed with magic. There is only one way in and out of the FTZ from Feyland. Our gate. When the FTZ was established, it was deemed critical to ongoing peace that there be tight controls on inflows and outflows, lest any one clan attempt to wrest control from the others. The rules are strict, and here I think strict is good for the people. From a half mile away, you can easily hear the commotion and the clamour from beyond the gate. Once about a quarter mile away, the smells hit you. Food, drink, horses and more, all mixed into a waft of newness that filled me with excitement. By this point, we were on a broader, well-trodden dirt road where smaller paths converge. Rounding the final bend, we could see the line of people waiting to enter. A few in carriages, some on horses, and most on foot. The twin suns were barely peeking over the horizon, 
and our wait wasn't long, perhaps 45 minutes. My father said it could take up to a half day to enter, if you joined the line in the warmer seasons, especially in late morning. The gate itself was obvious. It stood perhaps 30 feet tall and 30 feet wide, looking just like the half-circle shape of the suns as they rose. The entire surface of the gate was light purple and rippled. You know how festival-goers sometimes run with large round wire frames to make gigantic bubbles? Imagine the bubble just as it forms, but before it bulges out, so flat like a mirror and with oil-like patterns moving across it. That's what it looks like. At the gate, the house he may guard stop you for inspection. I showed my city pass, which I had clutched in my pocket the entire ride, and my father showed his guardian pass. With that, we were waved through. The gate itself does the heavy enforcing. Its magic will shock counterfeit holders into comas, or worse. There are stories of smugglers who make it through with counter-magic, but few people roll the dice. If the gate stuns you, the guards will often finish you. I didn't need to hold my breath as we crossed the threshold, but I did. I saw a flash of white and felt lightheaded for only a split second as my face pierced the bubble. Before I knew it, we were safely on the other side and in the outer lands. They were just as my father had described them, but much more. The outer lands are like a mixture of refugee camps, sprawling farmers' markets, and bizarre overwatch towers made of wood. There are no trees, and my father told me to wrap my face with my shawl to stave off the dust. The outer lands is the only FTZ most will ever be able to visit, if they visit at all. The full-time workers from the inner city nearly all live in the outer lands, and you can find just about anything. Food, spices, textiles, instruments, weapons and more from any corner of the realm. For a country boy like me, the bakeries, blacksmiths and barkers made for a delightful chaos. Far from the unending trees and the sounds of nature in the Fey, it was like a fever dream. My father kept me close and insisted on holding my reins as we rode down a large avenue directly towards the towering walls of the city. My father said it wouldn't take long to thread through the throngs of people to the inner gate, but he wasn't taking any chances. The outer lands were full of hakura, as he called them, or under-society. Black market traders, members of the Thieves' Guild, and other undesirables he used to put in jail. Most everyone I saw seemed to be upstanding citizens, but he emphasized that it's the nature of the under-society to be excellent at hiding. Excuse me, sir. Could you spare some change? Asked an old man who approached me from the side of the road, reaching his right hand out towards my face. My father quickly pulled my mule back and unleashed his whip, which pulled the man to him in a violent lurch. 
It was wrapped around the ancient other's forearm, and in that near hand was a satchel of food from my saddlebag. Listen, Hakura, my father said, as he grabbed the bag and also tore the fake beard from the stranger's face. You approach us again, and you lose both hands. Tell your friends a guard is in town, and that I will not suffer fools. Our saddles each have a large red patch. He pointed at the patch behind his thigh and mine. So give a wide berth. This is your one and only warning. Torian. The now clean-shaven man muttered in shock. He attempted to flee, forgetting his arm was wrapped in a whip. Yes, I understand. I'm... I'm so sorry. My father unwound the whip with a flick of the wrist and watched the Hakura back into a crowd and run off. Pay close attention, son. You're on your own soon. You may still be a boy in your size, but you cannot be a boy in your attitude here. My head was spinning, and my palms were sweating. Hey! My father snapped his fingers in front of my face. I see where you're going. Breathe and get rid of it. That won't help you here. And, he smiled, you need to have some fun today. I smiled back, and my system relaxed. My dad was good at doing that. I took a few deep breaths and took in the scenery, looking off to the side as my dad led us forward. Before I knew it, we had stopped. A lineup of guards in helmets stood before us. I looked up and saw walls that seemed to stretch into the clouds. The city. Passes, said one guard as he stepped forward. The men behind him closed the gap he left behind. About ten feet above their heads hung an ominous portcullis, its iron spikes long enough to make me think of a dragon's mouth. We were facing the East City Gate, but I knew there were four gates in total, north, east, south, and west. My father handed over my pass. After a few minutes of cross-checking, the guard handed it directly back to me. Tyrolean Larkspur, you may pass. See you on the other side, kid. Be safe and remember that Quintus can help you. My dad hid his worry well. This is as far as his guardian pass could take him. Will do, Dad. I love you. I love you too, Ty. See you before sundown. I'll be right here. And with that, the guard stepped aside and let me pass. The suns were high enough now to cast a large shadow under the gateway, and I was temporarily blinded by darkness before emerging on the other side. I was not at all prepared for what I saw. The adventure of Tyrolean continues in the next scroll.